You are listening to Don't Touch My Music, hosted by Kiana and Chardonnay, your go-to podcast for all things music. Hi, everyone. Welcome to our podcast, Don't Touch My Music. I am Chardonnay, and I'm here with my co-host, Kiana. Hi. And today we're going to be talking about music publishing. Music publishing is actually one of my favorite topics, other than like artist management and so forth. Mm -hmm. Um, It's crazy because I don't enjoy talking about music copyright, but I do enjoy talking about music publishing. I don't know. It's weird because... It's funny because like publishing is just copyright 2.0 yeah i don't know it's it's weird (laughs) but yeah i don't know but anyway so oh go ahead i remember um during our university course Mm -hmm. so many times like we've had a lot of guest speakers and whatnot come through right yeah and then obviously just through our lessons and stuff every time we talked about publishing i remember the one statement that was always made across the board from everybody Mm -hmm. from everywhere in whichever field of the music industry they were in they would always be like if you want to make money doing nothing go into publishing and i I was just like okay but can you tell us what it is (laughs) because everybody said that shit and then just moved on and i was like because when um like you said when we started like everyone was just talking about music publishing and making money whatever whatever but they never really told us what it actually is and even like telling us what it was it was a bit um vague vague in the beginning you know but like you said as we got more into it we like really understood what it was about and even when i went to um berkeley to do Mm. like my little um exchange Exchange. yeah and we i was in a anr i was in a class called anr and record labels which was so cool because i'm like hello this is my alley Mm. um they were talking about like music publishing there and they got into a bit more stuff on how it works in the US. And I was like, mm, interesting because it doesn't it's work really like that in Europe, you yeah. know. Um, but anyway, let's get into it. So we're going to be talking about music publishing today. And music publishing is one of the oldest forms of revenue in the music industry. And it can generate a lot of income for composers slash songwriters. Um, so for all you composers slash songwriters out there, this is a very important episode for you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so get your papers and your pens or your little laptop, you know, to type type. Um, <laughs> because understanding the basics will be super helpful um, for you. So we're going to get into that today. So mainly music publishing focuses on songwriters and copyright, aka composition copyright. And for those of you who have listened to our previous episode where we talked about music copyright, you'll get all the information there on what composition copyright is. Mm-hmm. Um, but mainly music publishing focuses on that. So what is music publishing basically music publishing is the promotion and monetization of musical compositions in other words a song so the promotion and monetization of a song of a composition Um, and music publishers are responsible for representing composers songwriters and lyricists and they make sure that they get compensated for the commercial use of their intellectual property, which would be their musical composition or the song. In the context of music publishing, there are three exclusive rights that get exploited. Yeah. And for those of you who don't know what 
exploitation means it's basically just monetization so getting your music or your musical compositions out there for monetization that's mm-hmm. basically what it means because like me and kiki was discussing it has uh, exploitation has two meanings so let's let yeah. us give you the correct meaning of this what is the it positive. is <laughs> yes the positive meaning of exploitation yeah so on the subject of exclusive rights in last week Monday's episode, when we talked about copyright, we talked about six exclusive rights that copyright owners or copyright holders have when it comes to their music. Um, three of those exclusive rights are exploited by music publishers. And those three rights are the right to reproduce and distribute, the right to perform or display, and the right to create derivative works based off of the original work. To kind of piggyback off of what Kiki said with the three exclusive rights, I'll first start off with reproduction and distribution. Um, That would fall under mechanical royalties. Mm -hmm. So what that actually is, is that songwriters and composers would be able to get compensated for the reproduction of their songs or composition. Um, So third parties would pay if they want to record or manufacture or distribute your song or composition. Um, and these mechanical royalties are generated when people choose to reproduce your musical work on a vinyl or on a um, CD or on a tape or even streams and mm-hmm. downloads, uh, mm-hmm. digital sales. For the aspect of streaming, it only counts for streaming platforms and not for like online radio stations like Pandora yeah. because the yeah. listener has to choose to play your music. Exactly. So if it's being played because a radio station chose to, it doesn't count. An online radio station, specifically. (laughs) Yeah. Um, The second royalty would be public performance royalties, which is linked with performance and the display of your work. Um, Songwriters and composers are compensated when a composition is performed publicly. So for example, if it's broadcasted on the radio, if your song is used as background music in shops and restaurants and digital streams. So this also includes you listening to your own music on your laptop. And then the third one would be synchronization, license, royalties, slash fees. Now, this is where uh, songwriters and composers are compensated every time their musical composition is a part of any other type of content slash media. So for example, if your song or composition is to be placed in a TV show, a movie, um, on a radio show, in advertisements or even in games, um, you would be compensated for this. Um, And these type of licenses are always targeted to a specific piece of music. So maybe a particular song, Mm -hmm. a hit song you might have, or just like a little cool popular vibe in song, whatever. Um, And they have to be, these licenses have to be negotiated um, with both the songwriter slash composer and the recording artist. but if you're all those in one, it's just going to be negotiated with you. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now that we've highlighted what music publishing is and what copyright they exploit and what royalties you earn from those copyrights being um, exploited, we can get into kind of the roles that publishers fulfill within the whole spectrum of publishing because there are yeah. specific roles that need to be fulfilled yeah and we'll get into those but just to reiterate again um 
in very basic terms, simple pimple. <laughs> I haven't said that in so long. It felt wrong coming out of my mouth. <laughs> um, in short, publishers are in charge of making sure that songwriters receive royalties and they yeah. also help them generate opportunities for compositions to be performed and or reproduced. So yeah. this is in simple terms, what publishers do. However, within that, there are four roles, which I'm going to get into now. The first role is publishing administration, mm -hmm. which is basically just like a lot of paperwork and fighting, <laughs> mm -hmm. a lot of yeah. legal shit happening yeah, here. Hey. Yeah. Um, and what they do is they register your stuff. They collect the royalties for your stuff. And then if there is a discrepancy with the royalties that you were, were receiving, no, the royalties that you received <laughs> versus um, how many times your song or your stuff was licensed for whatever use, then they will audit. Um, <clears throat> so basically within publishing administration, what they do is ensure that you receive 100% of the royalties that you are owed. Okay, so the second row is publishing A&R, which is really similar to the A&R that record labels do, but there's like a slight difference. Yeah. But in the similarities, it's of course, you know, scouting for talent and then um, developing songwriters careers yeah um but the main goal is to maximize long-term revenue generation um by the talents who they represent mm -hmm. um, and this is a role that is most valued for uh songwriters and composers who only do that so they don't yeah. also record and perform their work their profession is songwriting and composing and that's all that they do there's no other. And that's how they make stream. their coins. They're like, yeah, I don't want to be no seen. I don't want to be heard, but just give yeah. me my coins for yeah. writing these songs. Yeah. They're considered yeah. back end musicians, yeah. basically. Um, and then the third one is negotiating music rights, which is really most relevant when it comes to collaborations and sampling um, and stuff like that, yeah. where then you have to negotiate. Um, the fees for licensing samples and you have to negotiate who owns what part of a song that's a collaborative effort um, mm -hmm. and how you're going to split the royalties between all the people that collaborated because that yeah. can often become an issue. It's generally mm -hmm. split equally, yeah. but that isn't always the case. You know, it's some true. people, yeah. you know, it's like when you make, when you do a group project and you have that one fucking person that doesn't do shit. Uh. Listen, and then you're but you still have to put, to put their, their, name. their name on the project, yeah. even though you mm -hmm. did everything. It's like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. It's like that. So your publishers that specialize in negotiating things will make sure that you get your fair share. Yeah. <clears throat> and then the last one is uh, the last role is um, promoting compositions, which is pretty much exactly what it sounds like. Um, so. Publishers that specialize in this will ensure or work really hard to ensure that compositions um, continue to be performed or continue to be used in one way or another, whether it's through adaptations or samples or 
um, whatever the fuck. But remixes. <laughs> yeah, it remixes all of that. Um, but yeah, in in basic simple terms, they're there to make sure that that composition is still generating money in one way yeah. or another. Yeah. Yeah, and there are four types of music publishing companies. There is major publishers. There are major publishers, major affiliated publishers, independent publishers, and writer publishers. And major publishers is exactly what it sounds like. Uh, major publishers are associated with major labels such as Sony, BMG, Universal Music Group, and Warner Music Group. So I think for Sony, it's Sony Music Publishing. For Universal, it's Universal Music Publishing Group. Um, and then for Warner Music Group, it's Warner Chapel Music. Um, yeah, so that's the major publishers. The major affiliated publishers are independent publishing companies that have deals with major labels to handle the licensing um, administration because that can be a lot of work. Well, it not can be, it is, it is always, yeah. will yeah. be a lot of work. Um, and then independent publishers is exactly what it sounds like. These are publishing companies that handle their own administration um, in-house without the help of major labels and are funded themselves. So um, it's also not a lot of money to start a publishing company either because I did some mm. research on it and it's not much. So get into it. And then there are writer publishers um, and these are songwriters who handle their own publishing. Um, they may hire someone to handle their admin for them because, listen, you, you guys notice how much time we talk about handling admin and licensing and the admin of all that because it's a lot of work. Yeah, but anyway, so writer publishers are songwriters who handle their own publishing. They may hire someone to deal with their administration for them, but they would pay them as they're just paying like a freelancer person or like a regular employee um they don't give them any percentage of their royalties so ju they just pay them a flat fee for doing their administration for them mm -hmm. and that's that yeah so that that is basically the basics Base. of music publishing i always say take a pen and a paper or go on your laptop and write it down or just follow us on instagram because you'll be able to see like the information written because sometimes listening to it might be one thing but then actually seeing it you know would yeah. be another thing to help you like understand fully um but this is just the basics of music publishing like mm -hmm. i said i love talking about music publishing i feel like we should be talking more about it but that's going to be in the episodes to come um exactly. And yeah, I hope you guys found this um, part informative. And if you have any questions, just let us know, you know, like. Hop yeah. into the DMs. Hop into the DMs. <laughs> just let us know if you have any questions. But we would be happy to answer your questions. Like we would be actually looking forward to answer your questions on topics like this, you know. Mm -hmm. Like any little thing that you don't understand, just ask. Like no question is a stupid question, especially when it comes to stuff in the music industry. No, no question is a stupid question, guys. Just ask us whatever you want to know. Like it could exactly. be like a, 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 a little simple line or a little simple word. Like ask. Like how I explain exploitation. Like because some of you might think it's different, but no exploitation in this term means like putting your shits up to get the monies to get the coins you know mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. um yeah ask the question guys so. and also remember that we were once also learning so yeah yeah <laughs> we were once also yeah. asking the questions that people think are stupid yeah. but they aren't stupid 
Yeah, I because remember now learning, we know the things. <laughs> I remember learning about music publishing and I was like, what? What is this? I'm like, this is just confusing. It's too much for my brain. I can't wrap my head around it. And then mm-hmm. you but you actually um I think I don't know if I'm using the right word, but you actually grasp it much quicker than me. Mm. I, I don't know. Like if you would agree. It's because um, but... of the copyright stuff. Because my mm. my my internship was all based on copyright and licensing. Yeah. So you see, my my internship was mainly focused on artist A&R. management, yeah. artist development, A and R, social media. Like that was my shit. Ooh, that was my <laughs> shit. Okay, so now we're just gonna make a smooth little transition here to our small yeah. talk corner, <laughs> our little chit chat corner that we have every Monday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, where we pick two songs that we really like for the week and then mm-hmm. we also ask each other a question mm-hmm. do you want to say your first song first <clears throat> yeah sure okay so the song that i've been listening to this entire week well actually one of the songs that i was listening to the entire week was checklist by normani and calvin harris featuring Wizkid. um that song is a jam it's definitely a jam. Like mm-hmm. the choreography that Normani does to it, it's fire. I'm like, Dormani, do it. I said Dormani. I mean, <laughs> Normani. Um, I said Normani, do it again and again and again. Um, and she was actually on a sweetener tour with mm-hmm. Ariana Grande. And she would perform that song very often. And I'm like, yes, yes, this is yeah. the song. No, it's you such know, a fun so. song. I yeah, it is. thoroughly enjoyed it when it came out. Yes. It was like on, on repeat. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. I listened to it so much. Yeah. What's what's your um song that you've been listening to? One of my one of my songs of the week is actually a song that I listen to every day, at least once a day. If I don't listen to it, my day is basically just not complete. (laughs) Okay. Is is the gist of it? Okay. It is called Home. It's by BTS, and it's from Mm -hmm. their 2019 Map of the Soul Persona album. Um. It's just a song that makes me feel real good inside. Makes me happy. I just really like the song. It's like a nice. day just isn't a day without the song. And like they don't perform it very often. But every time that they have, it's been like an excellent performance. Like ooh, the mm. one that they did for Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of my face with that performance. It was so good. <laughs> it yeah, was yeah. so good. I have that shit in my YouTube favorites, but private folder. Yeah, it's in there. I revisit mm-hmm. it regularly. It's just a good ass song about like <clears throat> somebody or a group of people that you associate to home. Mm. So, you know, whenever you come back to this person or to this group of people, you feel like you're at home. It doesn't matter where in oh, the world yeah. you are, as long as they're with you, then you're at home. At home it's yeah. that. And I really like it. And it's just a good ass time. That nice, song. Nice. Nice. Okay. So my second song is payday by doja cat doja. Mm-hmm. um that song is a jam like i don't know like something about that song i just vibe to like the way that doja right has like a unique style listen in everything in just her appearance immediately and in her identify her immediately right <laughs> and it's just the way that she lays her vocals on a track mm-hmm it's just so captivating. Like I like I need to listen to this. Like the way I don't know, Doja, like oomph, oomph. she does oomph. it. Like in the way that she sings Payday, like the, the way that she lays her vocals on yeah. Payday. 
I'm like, oh, no, there's a vibe. This is a vibe. Is, yeah, you is. know, um, was very yeah, so talented. yeah, she is. That's that's my second um, song. What's what's your second? My second song is Alter by Kehlani. It is a single. They released it in 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a beautiful song. It's a beautiful song. The lyrics are beautiful. The sentiment behind the whole thing is beautiful. Like, you know, it's really about remembering your loved ones who have passed passed on and mm. making an altar. It's like the, the, you know, the whole, just the feeling you get because we do that here um, in, um, in Portugal and also just in our house. We, mm-hmm. every year, once a year, we build an altar for all of our family and our friends who have passed mm-hmm. um, in remembrance for the day. We make their favorite That's food so nice. and all of that. And like, that is so nice. Yeah, I really like it. I, um, I don't know. It just like that day just feels specifically, um, it feels so different. And Kelani really managed to encompass it into a song. It's in the song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the vibes are in the song and the music video yeah. is also like really beautiful. Um, nice. so yeah, that's my, that's my other, that's my other jam for the week. Nice, nice, nice. Okay. So I have a question for you, but I'm going to take your question first. Question time. Take, question. I want to <laughs> take your question first though. No, I'm going to give you your question first. Okay. 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 <laughs> okay. I'm going to give you your question first. So the question that I have for you is mm-hmm. what was, <laughs> what, <laughs> what was the most? This is like two questions in one, okay? Like, mm-hmm. why did the first, first time? What did you enjoy the most mm-hmm. during our studies? Mm-hmm. What did you enjoy the most? And what did you enjoy the least? <laughs> okay, well, I was to enjoy the least. What did you not like doing at all? And what did you enjoy from, like, our studies in music management? Okay. Um, well, the entire four years. Yeah. Um, so, I really enjoyed um rookie Mm, like as much as it was a pain in the ass and it was a lot of work it was so fun (laughs) it was fun (laughs) it was so fun fun. also because we worked like with our friends you know and we got to do two things at once okay Mm -hmm. so like maybe i should explain what rookie is i was gonna say for those of you who don't know what rookie is tell them about rookie entertainment so guys we worked at rookie entertainment (laughs) yeah (laughs) so part of our studies at the time uh required us to form our own little companies under an amateur company that our university owns amateur entertainment company to be specific the company is called rookie entertainment so that we make our own little sister companies under yes. Rookie Entertainment and we run them yeah. <laughs> as like real businesses. So yeah. the goal was to either make a profit or to break even. Yeah. Um, we made a profit. Yes, we did. Um, and generally for the people that were under our course, so doing um, international music management, we had to choose between making an event or running an artist management agency. Our group decided to do both because we were a big group. Yes. Um, and that way everybody kind of got to do what they enjoyed. Me and, yeah. Yeah, me and Chardonnay were on the marketing and design side mm-hmm. of the stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> yeah, man, it was just, it was so much fun. Our company was called Your Beat Management. The, the one thing that I liked, was 
rookie um, and getting to do that with our friends and also the fact that we succeeded. What I didn't like, which I don't think has anything to do with like any of our coursework and stuff. Mm -hmm. What I didn't like (laughs) was actually... Not what, to be problematic, but no, yeah, not to be controversial. <laughs> yeah. But I'm gonna be controversial. Yeah. Um, what I didn't like was that shit of lecturers expecting respect but not giving it. That mm-hmm. pissed me off. We mm-hmm. had a lot of that in third year mm-hmm. during our mm-hmm. minor. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like that. But because mm-hmm. um because I am simply an organized person. I don't know how else to put it. I had proof <laughs> that the things that we were being accused of weren't true and we never got an apology. Oh yeah. So I'm still holding that grudge. <laughs> yeah, I remember I remember our little uh, our little thing. our little kerfuffle. Yes, I remember. Um, and my thing is that that wasn't the only time we addressed it multiple times throughout all four years whenever it happened with even the higher ups and fuck all would get done. And yeah. that's the shit that pissed me off in my four years during our class, our, our class she was going to say, during our course. That's what pissed yeah. me off. That's what irritated me was that a lot of the shit that lecturers would do tainted the experience. Yeah. Yeah, those, those, are, my, those are my two things. I, what I liked is rookie. What I didn't like is the disrespect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You okay. have a question for me. I do. I think it's a fun question. Oh my God. Okay, go. (laughs) So if you could pick a song to play every time you entered a room, what would it be? Mm, So like every time you walk into a room, what song would be playing to be like Chardonnay has entered this motherfucking room? (laughs) The first song that came top of mind was Mm -hmm. Fresh Out the Runway from Rihanna. You know, you know that song? Fresh Out the Runway? (laughs) Yeah. I shut the front wait fresh, fresh, fresh listen like that would be the song once you hear that song play you know like you don't even have to start playing it when i enter like while i am walking up the stairs or in the entrance way like start playing it then you know i am coming you know you'd be like you'd hear it and listen, you'd be like oh shit here comes chardonnay listen, that song <laughs> is just giving that that has like the song is such like dominant vibe it just gives like dominant vibes like mm-hmm. badass vibes you know what mm-hmm. i mean like once you hear this song like i'm here so um no that would be definitely my song fresh it out totally the runway from sense. Rihanna. Yeah. it makes sense like yeah. it's just it totally me it's my yeah so yeah that's that mm-hmm. yeah so i like that answer it was a good one yeah yeah fresh out the run although mm-hmm. i think i would have multiple as well too it would either be fresh out the runway mm. or No, I think it would have to be fresh out the runway. <laughs> no, I think it would have to be fresh out the runway. Yeah, yeah no, that song one. is just yeah, that's the one. That's the one. It's the one. It's the one. Mm-hmm. Okay, everybody. So that was today's episode. Once again, yep. if you have any questions about what we said about publishing, feel free to ask yes. us. We will answer to the best of our ability, and we f- mm-hmm. and whiff. She said, <laughs> and if we. <laughs> She said, "If and, and we whiff. at this, yeah." She said, "If and, and we at whiff. the same time, but in the wrong order." <laughs> but anyway, um, and if we are unable to answer the question, we will try to point you in the direction of a resource or somebody who can. Um, yeah, man. If you're watching on YouTube, 
like yep. comment share subscribe turn on post yep. notifications if you are listening on spotify or anchor follow the podcast rate the podcast leave a comment on anchor um follow us on our social media accounts instagram don't touch my music pod tiktok don't touch my music pod what else do we have <laughs> yeah that's all the things <laughs> is it all the things okay yeah. cool oh if you're listening on spotify and anchor youtube don't touch my music <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and yeah that's it that's it i think that's it that's it yeah 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 so um okay <laughs> okay bye, bye. For music lovers, industry professionals, and anyone who just wants to stay in the loop, tune in every Monday and Thursday for all new episodes, where we'll tell you everything you need to know about music, artists, and the industry. 